This is the My St Albans podcast, where we talk to local people about their St Albans and their favourite songs. For licensing reasons, we're unable to include the songs chosen. My St Albans is sponsored by Ye Old Fighting Cox, the oldest pub in the UK. For more information about this award-winning pub, visit yeoldfightingcox.co.uk or find them on Facebook at Ye Old Fighting Cox. And good evening and welcome to My St Albans show number 43. And tonight, the brilliant, lovely, hugely talented local legend that is Alex Walsh. Good evening, Alex. How are you doing? Good evening, Matt. And can I say that you're equally lovely and wonderful yourself? Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, so how do I know Alex? Right. So he was this amazing social media influencer before the word influencer even existed. He was a cool blogger. Um, he has a day job, which is all right. Um, but he's also just taken up running and he he's kind of a little bit, I'm a little bit jealous of his running. He's He's gone from zero to a marathon in less than a year. Absolutely like amazing uh really cool um is that how i know alex is that right i think that's about right Matt. yeah um you were involved in some things like the st albans literary festival with my wife as well which yeah to my mind makes you just one of those all-round good eggs um that that st albans has quite a few of certainly do and yeah you well all good mustn't grumble yeah christmas is approaching um, we're all free from serious illness, which at this time of year is pretty much a miracle. So, yeah, no, all good. And, yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, it's it's very simple. Um, six six questions, six songs. Are we uh, are we ready to go? Certainly am, Matt. I've got a lot of mind here. The, um, when, when, so when did you rock up in St Albans? Well, I've... Hertfordshire born and bred I am, but over the other side of the county in um, Hoddesdon's where I spent most of my early life, I came to St Albans in 1998 uh, to work at firm of accountants, Rainer Essex, where I still work now. Uh, I didn't move here until three or four years later, so those first early years were spent driving over here. And if you've ever had to come into St Albans in the morning, you know... The roads are absolutely appalling and gridlocked beyond all belief. So I'd worked out this nice little route that involved me doing my best Colin McRae impression in my bright yellow Seat Ibiza and driving around all these little narrow country lanes come rain or shine or snow. And thankfully the car was front-wheel drive because some of those roads in the snow, you turn the wheel and the car would just drift sideways gently and you'd still be going in the same direction but sideways. So that's how I sort of came to, to St Albans. And I mean, my earliest memories of working there were parking in the big old station car park, which at that point wasn't a multi-storey with all the nice flats around it. It was a huge, dirty, great big open um, flat car park with a little chap in a booth that sold you a day ticket for £2.30. And then you go and park your car. You walk up from the station to the office do some work, look out for lunch. And I think in terms of actual memories, I always used to remember Fridays because that was the day where your new albums and films were released. And at that point, St Albans had quite a lot of decent retail. For some reason, we had two hour prices. I don't know if you remember that. We had one in 
the maltings, if you couldn't find what you wanted in there, you carried on past the Dylan's bookshop onto the high street proper, and there was another hour price there. Yeah, I, I remember there was one in the Mortons. I can't remember the second one. Wow, I didn't know it had two hour prices. That takes yeah. you back. We used to have a chap at work called Andrew who was a walking encyclopedia of music and he'd go and buy four or five albums every Friday. Now, it'd be everything from Led Zeppelin through to Orbital and occasionally you might see something like um, I don't know, Django Reinhardt in the, the middle, although his, his love was... 70s primarily and i may have entirely made up a bit about orbital i forget <laughs> he won't know he won't know and uh yeah. listening. of course he'll be listening <laughs> find, um it still amazes me that you've worked at rainer essex for such a long time part of the, the thing is it it's i mean we're recruiting at the moment and i, I tell the people that we interview it is almost like we are a family in a lot of senses um the the team i work for have all got the same kind of approach to things they're responsible they like problem solving and they they work together well and that's one of the the benefits we interviewed a guy a little while ago who, when we asked him how we deal with people that weren't pulling their weight in his team he said i'd shout at them and we sort of looked puzzled and we said, if they didn't sort themselves out, I'd shout at them louder until they did. And it was such an alien thought to me that we sat there afterwards. And I worked out the last time someone raised their voice to me at work was late 98. Um, it's just not the atmosphere that, that we work mm-hmm. in or the way that we do things. And I guess that's becoming a lot more important nowadays for businesses looking to retain and recruit but for us it's sort of been something that we've done all the way through mm. i like it yeah that's why you stayed right that's why you stayed um what's your first song what have you got for us my first song is a bit of classic fleetwood mac from the peter green era oh well it's the only song that can get me shaking me tush on the dance floor but i will need three or four pints before it happens unfortunately and that was Oh Well by Fleetwood Mac. Uh, any dance? I'm back out. Any dance in that end? Any dancing? Yeah, um, something. Should have warmed up properly. What's your greatest St Albans memory? I had a good think on this. Um, I think most of them probably focus around the Auburn Arena. Um, I did have a very, very nice meal out at a restaurant on Waxhouse Gate called Upstairs Downstairs once, and it was unusual because it was one of the first dates I went out with my now wife, but it served English food and it wasn't a pub. But I think the actual one I'd have to come down to would probably be when I took my daughter Sophie to a Think, Think Floyd concert in January 19. They did Pink Floyd's The Wall from start to finish. And I love indoctrinating my children with my musical tastes. Um, and that time at the Auburn Arena, I wasn't sitting there with my phone watching the Liverpool-Milan Champions League match via text that uh, I had done previously. Um, I was able to just relax and enjoy everything. I mean, the Auburn Arena is a really good venue. Um, it's big, but you can get decent views. It's not like going to see a big band in a proper concert where you've got huge jumbo screens that look mobile phone size at half a mile away 
and the acoustics are bad. I mean, I've I struggled to see uh, a reason for sort of paying 100, 150 pounds to go and see a, an actual band when, I mean, nowadays you can see decent cover bands for a fifth of the price and then you can actually see the band. I know that sounds heretical, but you've even got to the point with some cover bands where they're officially endorsed by the band who are now a bit too old and geriatric to do it. The um, I'm a, I love the Auburn Arena. I've been there's some great nights there. It's a brilliant little uh, uh, venue, and I think we're lucky St Albans to have that because of the the quality that then you know the creative quality we get in the city. I think what we get to view is uh, is brilliant. Um, your next song, what have you got for us? Next song is um, the Doobie Brothers. You may see a sort of 60s, 70s slant to a large amount of this music, but the Doobie Brothers listen to the music because, I mean, frankly, sometimes we just need to do that. We need to sit down and listen to the music. And that was Listen to the Music by the Doobie Brothers. Um, good song, like that. Um, so you mentioned earlier that, you know, there's some great people in St Albans. Is there, is there one at the top of the pile for you? Who's your, who's your hero? Well, it would be embarrassing if I was to say it was you, Matt, with all your <laughs> fear work and everything you do. Um, and I know how embedded in the community and passionate about it you are. So I'm not going to say that. But leading on from that, I'm going to say it's the volunteer base in St Albans. It's one of the great things about St Albans is it's a city, a small city, where there is a, a really good level of professionalism. And there are professionals across all the professions, uh, accountancy, solicitors, everything, that, are, that give their time and their experience and expertise to charities and trusts and sort of common um, goals for free. Um, I mean, that's not to denigrate the people that go out rattling buckets or the people that go and physically do the charity work, maybe sit on phone lines to talk to people that are lonely and such, but making sure the whole corporate governance is done properly, any legal issues are dealt with, doesn't just require time, it requires a level of um, expertise and experience and through various things I sort of done with at work, including things related to the radio station and a few local charities, I see a great swathe of our local solicitors and accountants getting involved in all of this for, for free. And to me, I think a lot, a lot of firms talk about CSR, which is corporate social responsibility as a lip service. But the thing I see in St. Albans, the local business is really embedded in the community and giving. And a lot of that came to the fore when my wife was involved in the literary festival a few years ago local firms of solicitors were involved in sponsorship and hosting and people um, came together to provide support yourself and uh, your business included Matt and it worked really well in a nutshell that was a great microcosm of St Albans for me. What, um, what a great answer what a great answer I think um, it probably I think there's some very sort of visible volunteers that you get. You know, you go and do park run and there's 30 people in high visits. But maybe it those professional volunteers that 
don't get talked about and maybe is a little bit unknown in St Albans. I think, um, yeah, um, that's a really great answer. Thank you for that, really. Um, what's your, moving on, what's your next song? A bit of Talking Heads, I believe. Oh, next song, yeah. I mean, we've, we've mentioned the roads in into St Albans and Road to Nowhere by Talking Heads is a, an absolutely brilliant song and it always puts me in mind of... Um, Douglas Adams and his solution for going round the Cambridge Ring Road, which is to drive as fast as you can and eventually slingshot off. Um, and that applies equally to St Albans. Our old cities don't have the great road, greatest roads, you'll see. Um, so when I'm stuck in a traffic jam again because lights aren't set up properly I, I always hum a little bit of this to myself and imagine myself doing the stick person dance that lead singer does whether you're after a cocktail to start your weekend or one of the best sunday roasts in hertfordshire ye old fighting cogs has everything you need family friendly with plenty of outdoor space for menus and more visit yeoldfightingcogs.co.uk or find them on facebook at ye old fighting cogs st albans and that was Road to Nowhere by Talking Heads. Um, and we're back on uh, My St Albans. Uh, we have the brilliant Alex Walsh on tonight. Are you all good, Alex? Still good? Still good, yep. Alex, now. That's, that's calmed me down a little. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, what's your hidden gem? My hidden gem in St Albans is probably, like a few other people's, uh, something that we really discovered during lockdown where everywhere was shut, including large tranches of the outdoors. Um, we found many footpaths and areas to walk on from our estate during lockdown and around the town. I mean, previously, I think the um, Auburn Way had been pretty much it, along with walking up to Gore and Bree from where we were, but we found intricate footpaths through the woods and such but the one that really I think is the hidden gem is the Fir Valley Walk that goes down alongside the Redbourne Road it really feels like you're on holiday somewhere it's considering St Albans is sandwiched between the M25 the M1 and the 414 and traffic noise everywhere you get a real feeling of being out in the countryside on the Fir Valley Walk and we were walking down there and this little furry thing scuttled across the footpath in front of us. And I turned to my wife and said, is that a water bowl? Looked at me like I was an idiot. And a couple <laughs> of days. It happens a lot. A lot more than anyone would suspect. Um, but the next day, a, a news story popped up on the BBC that they successfully reintroduced water voles on the uh, Ver Valley. So the likelihood was it was a water vole. And, I mean... Nature's awesome, it's free and it's out there and you can get to it from your house. And it's one of those things that kept all of us, I think, relatively sane during the last 18 months of plague, pestilence and being unable to go out and do the things that we'd normally do. Yeah. The thing I like about uh, St Albans is that very, very quickly you can go from standing in like the center of town to being in the country like really quick really really quick it's um you don't have to get in your car and travel and you know an hour later you finally see a bit of green you know you can walk to it and you um, can walk to it and you can get to single track roads 
without even trying. It's yeah. it's really clear. I mean, the parks in St Albans are great, but they are very well maintained and manicured. And to be honest, when people were allowed outside again, they were it was like being at Glastonbury without the music. Um, yeah. Millennium Park would have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people in it. And yeah. I remember those days. Yeah, I remember yeah. those. And you know, look, we we uh, we used to live close, and I used to go out all out the back, you know, over through the fields and stuff. And you know, amazing, amazing. Um, what's your next song? What have you got for us? My next song is a bit of Peter Gabriel, Salisbury Hill. It really, I think, connects with nature, and I, I like a bit of Peter Gabriel. And again, it, it's seventies. Um, which is probably the best decade for music, hasn't it? And that was Salisbury Hill by Peter Gabriel. Um, so a question I love to ask, because you get a real insight into people's lives, and I'm quite nosy, um, is what is your perfect St Albans day? Well, many people wouldn't be surprised if my perfect day turned out to be getting up at about seven o'clock having a bowl of cornflakes and then doing some nice hard auditing work for a, not remotely. I mean, although it will sound daft and I think you, you've alluded to it in your introduction, my, my ideal day at the moment would be probably to get up um, while it's still dark, strap on my lycra and my head torch and go for a nice 10k run, nice crisp morning, maybe a touch of ice or frost on the ground, but nothing that will cause me to fall over and make an idiot myself get back just as the sun's coming up nice hot shower and some porridge little sit down and a cup of tea and then take the family out somewhere for the for the uh, rest of the morning maybe a nice walk up to Chidipbury um, they have a really cool winter fair when they're allowed to up there Stanley Kubrick's older estate which is still owned and maintained by his wife I always make references to The Shining which my eldest loves and the other two are not remotely old enough to have seen after that spot of lunch uh, nothing too much obviously because in an ideal day you have to end it with a, a homemade roast with a um, sherry trifle homemade sherry trifle so potent that the children basically have to have a bowl of ice cream because you even snip, you're in the same room as that trifle, Matt, and you're not allowed to drive a car. <laughs> I've yet to have this trifle. I'm intrigued. Fantastic. I, I think to call it a sherry trifle is perhaps slightly unfair. It, it, it's maybe sherry with an accompaniment of trifle. <laughs> that would be my ideal day. I mean, when you're out and about in St Albans, the one thing that you do see are red kites absolutely everywhere. Yeah, swarming, um, swarming above houses, above the road, and the wildlife and everything is just part of what makes going out around here great. Even with the big decline in the rabbit population, it's nice to see rabbits hopping on the verges and weaving in yeah. out of the bramble. Yeah, I just want to pick up on this running thing. So let me see if I get my facts right. You had never run before. To the extent that you're running now, never, you know. No, the closest I'd got was I bought a pair of running shoes in 2016 and I got to the top of the close and my back hurt too much. 
Um, and I'd, I'd gotten up to, I mean, I'm six foot four, so I'm not short, but I was 21 stone. And my wife said, Alex, you're six foot four and 21 stone, you need to do something. So she signed me up for a course that the Watford Football Club Charitable Trust run called Shape Up, which is for men of a certain age with a certain BMI. And they basically put you all together so you can do a little bit of exercise without feeling embarrassed by everyone else being better than you. And they give you some tips on diet. I mean, basically, the tips on diet weren't shocking. It was eat less, try not to drink a couple of bottles of wine a day. Who knew? <laughs> uh, I mean, for me, I didn't lose weight by running. I had to lose, well, I lost seven stone before I felt comfortable enough to run. Um, and I did that by not eating and drinking alcohol and walking for about three or four hours a day. And that took me to the start of last November, where I went out running, I think, two or three K the first time. I found a downhill course to end it for my first five K. By the end of the first month, I'd done a 10 K in an appalling time, about an hour and eight minutes, but I'd done it. And then... Between Christmas and New Year, I thought, well, if I go really, really slowly, can I manage a half marathon? So I did, which, because I'm captain metric, I am. It was, that's 21.1 kilometres. And that was about two hours, 15. And I thought, well, if I've done that, I should just carry on over winter. I'll see, see what I get to in the spring. And I signed up for the St Albans half marathon. Um, and I did a very bad hamstring pull because... That's the problem with running in COVID. You do it on your own. Yeah. And there's nobody there to tell you, well, actually, if you're going to do a really long run, perhaps you might want to do some stretching. <laughs> um, and I only started running again about a week before the St Albans half. So I did it, though. And to this day, that's the only actual run I've done with other people. Wow. I thought, oh, I've done the half marathon. And then I signed up for the virtual London marathon. So I wanted to raise some money for... Uh, charity that's quite close to my heart my loma uk which is uh, what took my mum from us a couple of years ago and in typical st albans fashion the people that i know in st albans are absolutely wonderful got a really great sponsorship from everyone um and all i had to do was go out and run a marathon which frankly something that i always wanted to do but never thought i'd actually be able to do and i did it and uh I think that the best part of it was my little brother, who's a couple of years younger than me, and an ultra marathon runner in his own right. I mean, he can he's done sub three hour marathons. Um, his five k time is something like about seventeen minutes. I mean, he is like a machine, and he said well done to me, which um was great because i mean frankly when you've got a relative that can do that kind of thing it, it does put you off even trying mm. i mean imagine matt if you were brother to sort of joe satriani or jimmy page from led zeppelin and he said oh do you, do you want to learn the guitar yeah <laughs> i think you underestimate alex how like for me looking in to 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 know that someone who's not run to then, you know, within a very short space of time is is putting a half marathon in and then a marathon. I mean, honestly, don't ever underestimate what you've done. It's absolutely massive. It really is. 
That's kind of you to say, Matt. The, the thing is, I mean, like a lot of things, St Albans has a lot of very, very good athletes. You sort of see, yeah. I, I use an app called Strava, which is kind of like a social platform for runners. So I can see how I do on various bits compared to other people locally. And some of these people are, are running 10K, 20K, faster than I could sprint to the bus stop. And it is humbling how how quick some of these proper yeah. athletes are. I, I just enjoy it. It's a bit of peace and quiet. I whack an audio book on. I enjoy the wildlife and the countryside. Occasionally you get buzzed by lorries when I'm running down Redbourne Road. But I, I wouldn't – I miss it when I don't do it. Yeah. And, you know, I have to say, Alex, you look great on it as well. Health-wise, you you know, you, it's obviously agreed with you. So. Oh, thank you. I, it's, I've had to buy an entire new wardrobe and I've actually had to have my wedding ring resized, which, um, wow, yeah, that was a lot of me. Um, they're slightly less of me now. Um, what a great story. Uh, back to the music. What's your next song? What have you got for us? My next song is a bit of um, the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band with the I'm the Urban Spaceman. Another 60s, straight 70s band. But to be honest, they don't take themselves at all seriously, which is really important. But despite being what some people would call a novelty band, they are very musical and very clever in what they do. So this is um, I'm the Urban Spaceman by the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band. And that was the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band. I'm the Urban Spaceman. I think that's the longest title and band that we've had on so far. So thank you for that. Um, final question. So, Mayor for the Day, what are you going to do? Well, this will sound controversial, Matt, but I'm, I'm going to stick by my guns on it. The... COVID pedestrianisation of parts of the city centre has been wonderful and I would make that permanent and I would probably extend it. Um, I think that the one that really stands out for me is George Street, where it butts onto um, Verulam Road. The pavements there are so narrow that if a couple of big SUVs are passing each other, and you're the only person on the pavement, you still don't feel safe. And when you've got people coming up and down the road on foot, you're having to throw yourself into the road to let push chairs past it. It's just unnecessarily dangerous. It's noisy, it's smelly. You can't stop and look in the window of a shop. And it's, you just want the cars gone. You want to be able to go into the city centre stroll around without the fear that someone's going to swerve or mount the pavement it's the same as you with, with all the other streets that still let cars in um no so i think for me right is i think it look i know look, look i don't drive into st Albans, right so that side of it i'll be honest it doesn't affect me and also i don't own a shop that is worried about people driving and missing customers so I'm going to put that out straight away. I, it doesn't affect me. However, I think to go back to where it was, I think would be wrong for so many levels, you know, the environment, as you say, people's safety. I also would say on that is 
we've got used to it. So if we've got used to something and it, and I think many people have now, and it's been over a year, like why, why do we need to go back? Yeah. Why do we need to reopen that road? One of the great things you see in the, the tables and parasols in the middle of the road as the cafes sort of overspill onto the street. Yeah. It seems mad to sort of suggest that we need to remove that just so people got a straighter line of attack to a multi-storey car park or something. Um, park down by Westminster Lodge and walk up the hill. Yeah. 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 Park behind the offices and, and walk out. I mean, don't feel that you need to I mean, drive past a shop to know that it's there. I mean, how many people are stuck in a massive traffic jam and trying to get somewhere and think, God damn it, I'm really hating this drive. But, ooh, look, there's a small boutique. I must actually, despite the fact I'm an hour late, stop the car and go and have a look in there. It'll be really nice. It doesn't... It's not an impulse buy, is it? It's no. Not. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, it's good. Make him mayor, people. Make him mayor. Um, what's your final song? What have you got for us? My final song is... 29 Poems by Robert Plant, uh, lead singer of Led Zeppelin. And I thought, well, given that the nine o'clock news does need to happen, I'd probably best not pick a, a 15 minute Led Zeppelin song like Achilles Last Stand or Kashmir or something. So I wanted a bit of Robert Plant's voice because it's there's nothing like it. And that is 29 Palms. And that was 29 Palms by Robert Plant. Um... Oh, Alex, our time has come. It's the end of the show. I sometimes I think like, what? How has this show happened? And when I get people on like your good self, and we have just a great little chinwag, I realise how lucky I am to do it. I I've absolutely thoroughly enjoyed tonight. Um, I always like talking to you. Our paths don't cross enough anymore, but um, you're a good good human being. So. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been My St Albans and this has been the amazing Alex Walsh. You've been listening to the My St Albans podcast, introduced by Matt Big. If you'd like to support Radio Verulam's podcasts, you can go to radioverulam.com slash donate. And you can see all the My St Albans podcasts at radioverulam.com slash My St Albans. My St Albans is sponsored by Ye Old Fighting Cocks, the oldest pub in the UK. For more information about this award-winning pub, visit yeoldfightingcocks.co.uk or find them on Facebook at Ye Old Fighting Cocks.